This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest, we are delighted to once again welcome to this program Mark Lauder. Mark Lauder is Director of Strategic Communication for the Trump 2020 campaign, former Special Assistant to the President and Press Secretary to the Vice President. A warm welcome to you, Mark. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for having me back. Uh, Mark, uh, President Trump's pro-growth policies, tax cuts, and deregulation built a stronger economy for Michigan's workers and businesses. The growth was upended by the lockdowns caused by the coronavirus. However, the V-shaped recovery is playing out, and Michigan added over 540,000 jobs in the last three months. Mark, what are you hearing from entrepreneurs, business owners, and the decent and hardworking Michiganders about their view of the economy and their concerns about major policy issues going forward? Well, I'll tell you, earlier this week, I, I was on a three-day Team Trump bus tour across Michigan. We started in the, in the UP, came all the way across, went down western Michigan and over to southeastern Michigan, and every stop, we heard the same thing that Michigan is coming back, jobs are coming back, paychecks are going up, and the last thing Michigan needs right now is to be locked down again, and people want to get out, get back to work, get back to school, and that's what President Trump's talking about, while Joe Biden is talking about locking it all up again and putting us back into economic peril. Right, Mark. And during President Trump's visit to Michigan in early September, uh, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden conceded during an interview with CNN that President Trump's United States-Mexico-Canada trade agreement, also known as USMCA, is better than NAFTA, which Biden voted for in 1993. Uh, the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative estimated that the USMCA would incentivize a $23 billion annual increase in the sales of U.S. automotive parts alone. The automotive industry, with its large supplier base, is certainly the largest employer in the state of Michigan, and Michigan has also significant core competence in the office furniture manufacturing. Now, Michigan's auto workers and car makers are already seeing new investments in the auto industry. Mark, could you kindly share with us about the upcoming investments announced by major car makers in Michigan? Well, it's really remarkable. I mean, we don't have to think back that long ago when all of the news was about automakers and auto parts suppliers shutting down or moving from Michigan to Mexico, to Canada, ultimately to China. And now because of President Trump, we see auto manufacturing coming back. The UCM a, actually makes it better for American auto parts suppliers and American automakers. It gives us a better ability to compete against cheap products coming in from Mexico and other places, and it actually increases the amount of 
product that is made in the USA that's going to go into into cars. So it's really remarkable. And I got to point out, you know, when you listen to Joe Biden talk about bringing jobs back, the facts should matter. And then the facts are is that Joe Biden, as you said, voted for NAFTA. He supported TPP, which the labor unions hated. He was a champion of China at the World Trade Organization and for most favored nation status. Millions of jobs left our country, left Michigan because of the horrible decisions of Joe Biden. He says he knows how to bring the jobs back. He doesn't. He's the one who sent them there in the first place. We see, actually, the reports are saying that uh, uh, Fiat Chrysler announced it was investing $4.5 billion in a new plant in southeastern Michigan, creating some 6,500 new jobs. General Motors announced it would invest some $300 million and create 400 new jobs at its Orion Township plant. And Ford announced it would add 900 jobs at its Flat Rock plant near Detroit. Did you visit some of these car automaker facilities? Uh, these, I mean, the, these are the victories that we've seen uh, under President Trump and his leadership, and we need to keep them going. I mean, the jobs and these plants and these new jobs that are being announced could easily still go away if you get Joe Biden, who wants to increase taxes by $4 trillion, or to put on the horrible Green New Deal policies that are going to cause auto manufacturing to come to a screeching halt because uh, they want to put the gasoline car out of business. I mean, these are the kinds of things that people have to understand in Michigan as you go to the polls. You know, there's a reason why so many blue-collar Americans, including members of labor unions, uh, there was a story just in Politico this week that talked about how labor union members are snubbing Joe Biden and supporting President Trump. Because the real, the men and women who actually do work for a living who are on the lines, they know the president's fighting for their jobs. Now, their union leadership's going to do what they always do, which is just blindly support Democrats. But the people who work for a living, the people who actually pay those union dues, they know who's got their back. They know who's fighting for their jobs, and that's Donald Trump. Mark, last weekend we heard of the passing away of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and President Trump has asserted his right to nominate a new justice before the election. According to the U.S. Constitution, Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution, it states that the President has power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to nominate judges of the Supreme Court. Now, Mark, what is your response to Democrat leaders who are vehemently opposing this important process of government to fill the vacant seat on the U.S. Supreme Court, which, when left unattended, may lead to a constitutional crisis if the election results are contested in the courts. Well, you know, the Democrats who oppose this nomination are just ignorant of the facts. They're ignorant of precedent. They're ignorant of history. Twenty-nine times in our history has a Supreme Court vacancy occurred during a presidential election year. In all 29 cases, the president... Uh, named someone, appointed someone to fill that position. Now, in the cases where the White House and the Senate are controlled by the same party, seven of eight of those uh, nominees were confirmed. But in the cases where there was a different political party in control of the White House or the Senate, only one out of nine were confirmed. So, you know, people who like to go back to 2016 forget about history. We, the, the American people spoke in 2016 when they elected this president. They spoke in 2018 when they expanded the Republican majority. And so you're absolutely correct that the president's going to fill it. And I have a lot of confidence that the Senate's going to confirm this president's nominee 
to the Supreme Court before the election. Mark, this past week in Michigan, the Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist, the first African American in that post, stated, I quote, Donald Trump is such an existential threat to black life and black futures, unquote. Now, Mark, what is your response to such a hideous statement from a Michigan politician when viewing the important work being advanced by the Trump administration, and you were there right in the midst of it, including advancing the school choice and scholarship program, Opportunity Zones, and the criminal justice reform initiative, the first step which is designed to empower low-income Americans, specifically in black and Hispanic communities? Well, the lieutenant governor of Michigan is just spewing the same lies and misinformation uh, that he has done and their party has done for generations. Because what we are seeing, and you could just look at it last week, there was a census report that showed we had record high home gains in home incomes last year, and that black Americans actually outperformed white Americans. We saw the same thing with Hispanic and Latino Americans and women. We've seen the highest home ownership from black Americans since 2009 in just the last year. So I don't know what facts and figures, you know, the lieutenant governor is spewing, but it's clearly not the truth. And I'd be happy to have that argument with him because as I traveled across Michigan, we saw black Americans who were willing to walk away from the Democrat Party and the legacy of failure that they have left many cities and many people of color in over the course of many generations. They recognize they're doing better off with President Trump. Mark, what is your take on the last week's decision by the Michigan judge Cynthia Stevens, unilaterally revising election rules by extending the deadline for receiving mail-in absentee ballots for 14 days after the election day on November 3? Well, it doesn't surprise me what we have seen over and over again is that the Democrats will stop at nothing to try to cheat and steal this election away from President Trump because they know they can't win it fair and square at the ballot box. But I can tell you that the Trump campaign nationally, the Republican National Committee, and our partners here at the Michigan Republican Party are all prepared to go to court to fight to make sure that ballots that are cast, that are legal, are counted, and that we're not going to be open to these fraudulent schemes that the Democrats are trying to cook up so they can just they can cheat and steal the outcome of this election. But I also want people in Michigan to know that the only way we can guarantee that they won't do that is to run up the score so much that they will not be able to manufacture and, and, and find the votes necessary by any means necessary to try to take this away from President Trump. One last question, Mark. In fact, we know that uh, through Governor Mike Huckabee and other leaders that some 25 million evangelical Christians sat out in the last election in 2016. What is your message to the Christian community and the center-right community in general in regard to the 2020 elections and the challenges that we have in front of us if we do not have a conservative agenda that is advanced in the White House? Well, I would say look at the president's results. He has stood by every promise he made to, uh, to the American people, including supporting the right to life, supporting the freedom of religion, all of those things the president has delivered upon. In fact, I would also argue to you, when you look at this choice, I mean, Democrats out there right now think it's okay for you to burn a church, but not for you actually to go one. That should right then everyone who have faith, who attends church, that that's what's on the line in this election. And we encourage them all to get out to, the, to vote. 
We're counting on each and every one of you. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining us on America's Roundtable. We wish you, your colleague Aaron Perini, and the rest great travels and safety throughout Michigan. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Mark Lauder is Director of Strategic Communication for the Trump 2020 Campaign and former Special Assistant to the President. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.